We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here on is. a uh, Wednesday afternoon. We normally tape on Thursday, but we tape on Wednesday today because Tyler is uh, doing a dad thing tomorrow. And it Being works, dad. It works out well for me, though. I've got uh, I've got football tomorrow, and they have not told us what time. No. I know. So, uh, it, it, you Shocker. know, you just never know uh, what, what all will be incorporated in that. So it works out good. I had football last night. There's no football today. There will be football tomorrow. Chase has football Friday. I, oh, good for him. I'm doing, uh, I'll be, I'll be dadding this weekend. They scrimmaging Saturday? I don't know. If they are, it's closed. <laughs> if they are, Friday's going to be a terrible pra- fun practice cover. They are, uh, there's no weekend access. Next weekend access I get will be when the Mercer Bears come to Oh, town. congratulations on that. It'll be a nice, cool day. All right, yeah. let's let's crank this bad boy up, Neil. Uh, before you do, let me oh, uh, let's talk, couple, let's talk couple a things. Bit. Also, let me remind you this uh, this podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'll tell you more about Twisted Tea in a uh, moment. First, I want to tell you about Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits. And achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I'm going with cherry limeade, oldie but a goodie today. I like cherry limeade. I just should have popped one out today because I'm I'm contemplating. So I'm, here's my decision making in my mind. I ran yesterday afternoon it's because it was run. it was pleasant yesterday afternoon. Believe it or not, and so trying to decide whether to do the late afternoon run today. Or wait and get up early tomorrow morning and do the early morning run. Why not do both? Nah, that's not good. You, if you run late and then you get up and run early, you just, that 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 runs so sluggish. And you're not completely. If you've run outside, you you've not. Even though you feel like you've completely recovered, you're you're pretty much not completely rehydrated. Okay, I'm with you. 
So. I haven't run that much in a long time, so I wouldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't begin to tell you. Yeah, Chase is going to do an extensive uh, kicker story. He loves him some kickers, man. Have you ever seen Chase with kickers? I've seen him practice before. He uh, Chase, yeah. He loves. No, he no. loves. He loves kickers, man. Look, man. He gets actually gets very worked up, very violent about kickers. I mean, you you mentioned you walk up to him and you say, "Hey, just don't say anything. Just go." Raphael stepped in, and he loses it, I mean, like just like a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Say Robbie Gould to him. Kickers and I have a. Love he'll, he'll try to he'll try to break you in half. Kickers and I have a love hate relationship. I got some that I really love. Some of our really good friends were kickers and real good ones, but they wasn't kickers. You know what I mean? So, uh, Austin, thank you for the super chat. No, uh, the show is not daily now. May, 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 there may come a day. Hey, may come a day. Hey, you never know. You never know. You never, never know. You never know what's going to happen out there in the big bad world of business. But uh, you never know. You never know. But as of today, no. As of today, on August the tenth, ninth, no. All right, so let's dive into this. We got it. We got it. We're on it. We're on, right, we're on time, time crunch today. Go. So uh, you want to talk about Mike yeah. Vrabel? So I don't know if you even saw this. No. One of the coolest things. It's not get enough coverage. Mike Vrabel for the uh, preseason game this week mm-hmm. is naming his assistant, his assistant head coach, D-line coach, uh, Terrell Williams is going to be the head coach for the whole week. And so he's letting him get experience, making game times decisions, doing going through the the natural reps to be a head coach. And he's stepping back. He, he said he'll be there. I was going to say, what will he do? He's going to be on the sidelines just like a normal person. And if he needs to talk to me, he can talk to me, but he's going to let him handle it. And, you know, He's the only one that I know that I've heard of doing this. I think it's a great idea. But I got Terrell Williams marked. I'm so interested if this ends up parlaying him into an NFL gig in the offseason. Well, I don't know Mike Vrabel personally. I do know people who know him, and they all rave about him. Same. Um, they all rave about the man, not just the coach, but the man. And and this is cool. This is uh, – Letting one of your coaches get head coaching experience. That's also you have to be really secure in your job. Well, he is. And, and he, he is. is. You know, he is. Um, Mike Vrabel's one of the guys, much like Mike Tomlin. We talked about Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Vrabel's a guy that if the Titans fired Mike Vrabel tomorrow, he would have – his agent's phone would get busy. He would have quick. plenty of opportunities. Yes, and he knows that. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, and it's a good, a good chance for him because there are a lot of things that go on as a head coach that – Normal assistants don't have to deal with, and that and said to be. All right, I'm going to jump around a little, little bit in here in the interest of time, um, and we'll come back to some of this in a minute, but I, I didn't – this is not in order. How This is my going in my brain today. All right, I want to start – we're going to stay in the NFL for a couple times. Did you see this Eric B. Enemy deal with a, with Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera? I've read some stuff about it. I have not done the deep dive on it. Well, it's, uh, not that, it's not that deep. Right. But it really is that deep. Players are talking about B. Enemy's too intense. So the players go to Ron Rivera, all right? The head coach of the Washington Commanders. The head coach of the Washington Commanders. So for those who have been under a rock, Eric Bieniemy, the former offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, is now the offensive coordinator uh, for the Washington Commanders. I think it was a good move by Eric. You know, he's viewed under, you know, he's he's been in Kansas City. They've had success, but he's kind of viewed, oh, that's really Andy Reid doing that. Well, he's been the – he's been been sandwiched, for lack of a better word, between – Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Right. So the people look at it and go, not just media, everyone yeah. looks at it and goes, well, I mean, who couldn't succeed when you're 
coaching for one of the best coaches in the history of the game, and you may have the very best quarterback in the history of the game. Well, duh, who couldn't make that work? That's 100% fair, too. Yeah, sure. Um, so this thing's got issues written all over it. And it was a it was an article on ESPN, um, and my man Clay Carter at the office knows, knew this was going to get me stirred up, so he brought it to my attention. I guess this was Monday. So credit to Clay for getting me stirred up. Several uh, outlets have ran with it. I think the article he showed me was on ESPN. Um, but here we go. Players go to Andy Reid on the Washington Commanders, and NFL players go to uh, go to Andy Reid, go to Ron Rivera, and complain that he's being too intense at practice. You have professional football players complaining to a head coach because an assistant is too intense. Well, now look, I know where you're going with this. I am going to say this, though. I've, I've, I've been to some NFL practices. I know you have, too. I've covered training camps. NFL is professional. It's not rah-rah. It's not, it's, 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 hey, let's go to work. Let's put this in. But you don't typically get all of the, I don't know, there's a different type of intensity. Agree. Yeah. It's still professional football. You're getting paid gazillions of dollars. And when it comes down to it, and this errors on, it's errors on everybody's part, okay? This isn't, this isn't a player's problem. This isn't a head coach problem, and this is not a, a coordinator problem. This is an everybody problem. Okay. First of all, for a player to go to the freaking head coach, and he even said it in the interview when, when Ron Rivera was asked about it, okay. and he talks to media, he even admits it on the interview that the players didn't even talk to Eric Bieniemy. So that's problem one. Right. They should have gone to him first. If you got a problem with a coach, you don't go snitch him out to the head coach. Right. You go sit down. With, that happens on every level. I coached for a long time. I had many players I probably pissed off at practice, and they're going to come talk to me about it. Happens all the time. Nobody's going to go snitch to the head coach. That's a pro- That's a culture problem. It is. That is a major culture problem. It is. All right. Two is there is so much shit that goes on on a daily basis, a daily basis inside of a football department that the media doesn't need to know about. And some of it's so bad, Neil, that people that they're great, they don't like, they're not around much anymore, but great journalists like you were covering a sport, there's a lot of information that you come across that you're like, holy shit. But this does, you had enough integrity like, hey, this doesn't need to see a lot of day. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of yes. Yeah. You, see, you saw it every day. Sure. I okay. mean, I see stuff that... You could write about shit all day long if you wanted to. Let's put it this way. If I wanted to eliminate access to practice... You could do that. I could do it so fast. Re- really quickly. Okay? But it goes on every day. I did end once. Yeah, once. Uh, vi- video access to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that with? Rich Rodriguez. Who got on to you? I don't know. Ole Miss did. No. Yeah. One of me asked me to take the video down, and I said no. Who asked you? Because it didn't come from the football coaches. We thought the shit was funny. We put it on the staff. We put your video on the staff room and laughed about it. Isn't that funny? So, anyway. Here, quick quick trip down this thing. So, here's what happened. (laughs) We had access to, like, certain periods, right? Yeah. And so, I made sure that one of the periods that I was filming, I had access to. And I was doing an it was offensive line stuff, and Rich Rodriguez was down there, and he was doing the thumb thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> my man. 
and it was great. And I'm like, God, this is awesome. This is I'm great. filming this. And I filmed the whole thing. I wasn't like hiding yeah. behind a bush somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I was clearly visible filming, yeah. right? And no one said anything to me. Rich didn't come over and be like, hey, man, come on. He don't. doesn't care. No, no, that's my point. Yeah. So there was nothing for me. To, to, there was no indication for me. Look, I know. I covered Houston Nut for four years. <laughs> I know when I'm not wanted on the practice field, okay? Yeah. It, that, that, that vibe has been sent to me before. Um, Rich saw me. He didn't say anything. No. Players saw me. Hey, we thought it was funny. Nobody said anything. Um, I don't know whether Matt Luke, who was the head coach at Ole Miss at the no, time. No, he thought it was funny too. I don't know whether he saw me or not, but nobody said anything. And so practice ended. And after practice was over, among the other things that I did from that practice, I, I'm sure I wrote something, um, I, I uploaded that video. Yeah. And, of course, people commented on it, as I knew they would. <laughs> and... Nobody from the coaching staff ever contacted me. I mean, no, I mean, we, we thought the shit was hilarious. Yes, yeah, so I, I thought, okay, it's all good. I mean, I didn't even really think much about it, yeah. but I guess I knew inherently that if was for hypothetically, let's say I'd pissed Matt off. Oh, you would have. He would have called. He'd have called me and yeah. be like, "Hey, I really wish you hadn't filmed that." Yeah. At which point, I would have said, "Well, then why did y'all make it available to film?" Yeah. Okay. But he didn't. Look, we but all it, know mm. when you're out there filming. It's not a secret. Well, we had agreed to. Yeah, we know that it's been it's well established in staff. I don't know if you know this or not, but when we go into a staff room for practice, yeah, one of the things that's covered is hey, the media will be out here periods two through whatever. Right. So Usually it's two through four. You don't want something seen, like it's known. That was always my thing. Yeah. Like if you don't want me to report something, don't let me see it. Yeah, no, you're. Yeah, I mean, I'm not out there for kicks and giggles. I'm right out there as a reporter. I'm wearing a media badge. Yeah, I always thought that was a more than fair stance to take. It created. There were some people that had a hard time with that. Matt never did. I'll give Matt Luke. I'll give Matt Luke tons of credit. He, he's one of the most media amenable, nice people I've ever covered in my life. He stood. Anyway, I got. I guess it was sports information called. And they asked me to take it. They asked me to take it down. And I didn't. Is I was still up. I have no idea. I wasn't <laughs> mean about it. I just said, look, you told us these were the periods we could film. So I filmed it. And it was like, well, but, you know, it's kind of doesn't make us look good. And I was like, well, number one, I disagree. Number two, that's a you problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And so the next practice, there was no video. Yeah. And so I always assumed, oh, I pissed off Rich and Matt and everybody. Kind of, so I kind of walked on eggshells for a while. No. Isn't that funny? And then I found out after I talked to you that no, it's hilarious. You guys thought it was funny. Yeah, it's great. We still tease him about it every once in a while. I do. I, I tease Rich about it still this day every <laughs> once in a while. Um, anyway. I asked when I went to practice at Jacksonville State. I asked, we got any thumbs up the ass drills? You know, today I was just messing with him. We just it's a joke. It's good. All right, so let's go back to this Redsk uh, Redskins, Commanders, football team, whatever they're going to be called next year, the Marshmallow Puffs. All right, so let's go. Player problem with the players, okay? That's 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 soft. And there's players. I and here's the other thing: is of that team now they're all on defense. I know have personal relationships with a ton of players. I've coached or recruited many players on the on the Commanders. Okay. Yeah. Problem is the only one I had on offense left, and he's in another team right now. But. Most of them, when you talk about Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Jeremy Reeves, they've ran through the whole gamut 
of guys over the years, they would – I guarantee you if they knew about that, those guys don't play. Those dudes are, are, are dudes, okay? They, okay? they wouldn't have put up with that. Problem two, let's go about Ron Rivera. Problem two is you don't air – what I was getting at is you don't air, like, stuff that you know can even be remote. And he's a veteran. He's coached. I love him. I think yeah, he's he, great. He had to know this was going to be controversial. And he and he tried to retract it a little bit today, and he's, he's like, oh, I didn't mean it to blow up. It's not what I meant. But, like – you don't throw people under the bus like that, players or coaches or whoever. I mean, great example. This is my favorite thing that that, that media does during camp. I guarantee you, is, is there media availability anytime soon? For Ole Miss? Yeah, for, with Lane. Uh, we're going – we start the restricted availability tomorrow. Okay, whenever you get to the – whenever you go through fall camp, and I haven't watched his press conferences, but I'm sure it's been asked. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm throwing a guess out here, but I bet it's happened. Sometime during that interview, it'll be like, Hey, Coach, can you comment on how such-and-such such players doing through fall camp? Uh, he's gotten some of that. And it's always, but I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about like Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders. It's always some random, some random guy. Yeah, No, we haven't done that yet. It'll happen, and he'll go, yeah, he's, he's progressing really good through <laughs> camp. He's doing really good. And, like, I've seen it so many times, I think it's comical. Yeah. Like, I won't say, who, I won't say what coach it was, but I remember us in a staff meeting just killing a kid's performance in the game, just killing it. And he had some good stats, right? But, like, he played terrible. And he about cost us the game. And the head coach is losing his mind. I mean, just losing his mind about what what this player was. He, he leaves there and goes straight to the press conference. First question was, how's this – how do you think about his performance in the game? He goes, man, he did really good. He he helped us. and all that. That's what they do. Right. They will straight, bald-faced lie yeah. after they just killed a kid yeah. in a meeting. That's yeah. just what they do. No, it's, that's one of the reasons I hate press conferences. So that Ron Rivera thing, that was weird. And here's the other thing. Let's go to Eric Bianami. He's at fault, too. You can coach hard. I know mm -hmm. we're in this new age of, hey, guys, let's go. There's a lot of new new age stuff going on, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's 10,000 ways to 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 skin a cat, but you can coach hard if, and only if this is very critical because yes. there's a lot of coaches out there that coach hard. You can coach as hard as you want to, as long as the player knows you have a relationship with that player. Right. And that's the key part. You have a relationship with that player and he knows that you really love him. Mm -hmm. He's got to know you. That was my yep. saying before you can rip anybody's ass before you can drop the F bomb on toward any kid. That kid better know without a shadow of a doubt that you love him and you got his back no matter what. You have to have that relationship. And you have you can't to go be, out there on day one and just rip them. And this is applies to business. It applies to parenting. It applies to coaching. It applies to almost anything. You cannot take a one-size-fits-all approach into the world and expect it to work. Correct. It won't. There are – I have three children. I can't treat my three children the exact same way. No. I can't do it. Why? Because they're remarkably different people. Yeah. Right? It's it's one of the crazy things about life. I mean, presumably, they all come from the same sperm egg combination. <laughs> presumably. <laughs> I mean Laura, we gotta have a conversation. I mean I, I, a conversation. I, I wouldn't blame her. <laughs> I'd get it, but she swears that's not the case. So I'm gonna take her word for okay. it. Okay. All right. If she's telling the truth, and she probably is, they all come from the same DNA. Yeah, I'm three time world champ myself. <laughs> yet, yet, 
Exactly. <laughs> Three-time world champs. <laughs> I mean, think of the millions you lost. Um, your winning percentage is like the Oakland A's. Um, but they're, they're different people. Different things make them tick. Different. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't get on. I can't treat the girls. This isn't a male female thing. I can get on Carson to a place. Yep. Before he gets, but even him, he he's he was raised in a different generation. So you you have to understand as a parent, as a coach, as an owner, as a as a as a boss. Okay, I'm twenty something years older, thirty something years older than these people. It means I grew up in a different time. Now, you can blame them for it, and you can do this thing where, like, you guys are soft and you guys are whatever. Look, that's the environment they grew up in, okay? Yep. It is what it is. It's up to you to adapt. It's like when you're a parent. If you expect a five-year-old to come to your level, you're never going to get there. 100%. If you drop to a five-year-old's level, you can make a point, right? Yeah. You can't ask a you, – you don't, we, we don't teach a dog to sit by going, hey – Rocky, sit. <laughs> sit. I said, sit your ass. <laughs> sit. I'm going to beat your ass. No, no, that's not how it works. You do the t- treat right. thing. You have to get at their level. You have to praise all that stuff, and eventually you get them to that place. It's, it's we're the enemy. I, everything you're saying is right. At the end of the day, I'm blaming two people here. Ron Rivera for airing it, and Eric the enemy for not figuring it out over the course of time that, hey, listen, Listen, I'm new here. I don't have these people's trust yet. These are professionals. And if collectively they think I'm being too rough, there's a decent chance that, hey, I'm being too rough. And the players, too, they have to, they're professionals. They're not 18 year old kids. Some of these guys are probably 28, 29, 30 years old. Okay. You didn't just start playing football. Right. This is not the first football program you've been in. No. And to get to that level, like, I don't think people, fans, fans are listening to the show. You have to be the elite of the elite to play college football. Yes. To get to the NFL, you have to be just the ultra elite. It's so hard. It's so hard yes. just to even get there. Yes. And they've seen it. They've done it. But the players have to know, like, you got to be – you're a, literally a grown man. They're not kids anymore. Right. You are a grown man. If you got a problem with another grown man, go talk to the grown man. Don't go talk to the just, to his boss. What well, tells me that, like, if we're repicking the NFC East, this is easy. Who I'm picking last? Yeah, I mean, this just, is organizational. This is things things you don't see happen in Kansas City. Things things you don't see happen in Philadelphia. Things that you don't see happen in in Pittsburgh. You look at organizations and. Look, Chase was right this morning on the Oxford Exxon podcast about the thing about the Orioles and the announcer and stuff. I didn't listen this morning. It's okay. His point was, if something happens at the top of an organization, you can almost damn sure bet it's going to bleed all the way down. Shit rolls downhill. It's going to bleed down. And so... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oh, I mean, why has Alabama been so successful? Because Nick Saban runs a program. And stuff like this doesn't happen in his program. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Now, not everybody at Alabama. But every if it single, does, you don't know about it. My, that's what I was getting at. Not everybody at Alabama every single day is singing kumbaya. There are, there are kids who are upset about playing time. There are kids who are, who are homesick. There are kids who don't don't think that they're progressing the way that they should. There, there, there's all that stuff. There's kids who have parents who are like, you need to go tell Coach so-and-so to, you know, whatever. All that stuff's happening. Yet, the fact that this got out of Rivera the way that it did tells me that organizationally, they're flawed. And let's talk about Eric Bieniemy too. Obviously, he's flawed, too, because kind of what you're saying. But, like, I get what he's trying to do. This is his – I understand probably his frustration. He knows what it takes to get to the mountaintop. He's been there, okay? And I don't think he's out of line for yelling at somebody to finish through a drill. I don't think he's – I don't think that's out of line. I think that's expected. Now, it's what where he's wrong is he should have addressed – this should have been knocked out the first time. You know, in very first meeting I ever have with players, I tell them, check your feelings at the door. So it's not personal. But I'm going to – I tell them ahead of time, I'm going to lose my shit out there at times. Just don't take it personal. I'm going to lose my shit, but I love you. And, you know, but you have to show them that love and show them that you care for them. And they have to know that you're in it for their best interest. And then they'll, they'll work and they'll, and they'll go to battle for you. And then in Ron Rivera's statements today, like he tried to backtrack a little bit. He's like, oh, yes, the same players finally went and talked to him. Um, and then we had a really good practice. Well, no shit. Why are we doing that freaking two weeks into camp in the NFL? That shit should have happened when he got hired. I just don't that is that's weird to me, man. Um, but let's talk about the the coaching hard part. People, there's always this new age stuff, right? About oh, we're not gonna coach hard and all that thing. And that's fine if that's your thing. But players have to be held accountable. Like you look at some and he made this comment too in his comments that some of these players may have been in programs that wasn't used to that. 
I think you're going to see a little transition of this because it just all filters up as the guys leave college mm-hmm. and they go to the mm-hmm. NFL because college coaches talk to them every day, talk to another head coach today. They have to coach differently now. They're having to be more of their friend instead of their coach. Yeah. Because if, if this was – if what happened in the at the Washington Commanders, if that happened in college, those players would have gone in the portal. Sure. They'd been gone. They're well, they gone. can't do it in the NFL. Right. But you can, but that's the thing is like a little adversity hits, you get in trouble. I'm out of here, mom. Hey, high school kids have some adversity. They just transfer high schools. Just leave. Just leave. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm just very. Especially these top players. And that's who, they, that's who makes it to the NFL. It's well, the most the, talented players. So that's the problem, and right? And so a lot of the talented high school players, if they're, if they're unhappy with it, they can go to the, what's it called? IMG or they can go to, I mean, there's like, yeah, who, who's the kid, who's the kid from, um, um, I'm not, I'm not picking on this kid. I have no idea what his motivation was. Um, he, he was a quarterback from somewhere. I, I, uh, Deuce, Deuce Knight. Yeah, I don't know. It was Loose Dale. He, he, it could be just because of opportunity or whatever, but he's, he's going to uh, Lipscomb Academy in Nashville to okay. play his last season, right? So you, you can just transfer. You can just move. Mm-hmm. And so you go to college. You make a decision. If it doesn't work out right away, you hop in the portal. You can go somewhere else. And so it's changed. It's just changed. And so to, 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 to expect those players to not take some of that attitude, entitlement, whatever you want to call it, to the NFL is, is an unrealistic expectation. And last thing on this, and that's why I think it's a problem, and this nobody's talking about this, the seventh-round rookie, the undrafted free agent, those aren't the guys that are going to see the head coach. Who's going? Who has enough nuts to walk in there to the head coach and complain about the offense coordinator? It's your vets that you know have a job. That's a problem. Because the vets, if they're the ones going to talking to them, the vets should have had that under control. You know, player the best teams are player ran anyway. So when you got older guys, and he didn't say who it was, but it wasn't some undrafted free agent that's worried about making the team that was going there complaining. Who goes and complains? People that feel safe in their job and people that knows that you need me to perform. So it's probably the vets that went in there. And that's a concern, man, because that's a whole – that's a that's bad ball, man. Um, and he said – and somebody said, is this why EB never got considered for a head coaching job? I think there are other things out there on that. But, look, we can con- – coaching hard, look. The word is he did not uh, – he did not – interview well yes well there's some there's some background stuff too um but anyway but like who's winning in college football right now who's winning in college football right now mm-hmm. i mean georgia okay Alabama. do they have a coach that coaches hard yeah for real hard okay who who else did you say alabama alabama Ohio they have State. a coach do those guys have teams that coaches hard or do they do they knew this did they do the Hey, buddy, look, I know you jumped off sides. It's okay. Can you get back and do it again? No, you're going – again, like Nick, that's the, that's the biggest misconception about Nick Saban. The biggest misconception is they think – and Rich Rod too, because everybody sees the Rich Rod thing in the press box, and you see the thumb up the butt. They're like, this guy's a raging lunatic asshole. Let me tell you what, go find a player that doesn't love that guy, love, love those guys. Because when you come off the field, it's like a – it's like a, a – I mean, it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They're two of the nicest people out there. The players love them. You talking about players coach? Nick Saban's one of the biggest players coaches in the history of freaking mankind. Players love him. They go see him all the time. I'm talking about close, tight relationships. And if he doesn't have a close relationship with a player, it bothers him. It legitly bothers him. The only time I ever saw a tear come up in his eye, ever, was when we had a, a former player at Alabama who got uh, – 
who had transferred and died. He blamed himself for not giving him enough chances because if he was with our program, that wouldn't happen. Like, I mean, obviously that's not his fault, but like, that's a big misconception about those guys. And you can coach hard as long as you love them. And that's why, you know, I, I just think that's there's mis, mis, missed opportunities on everybody's part there. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. There's no need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast the, let's make a toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. All right, a couple more NFL things, and we'll get moving on. Uh, Jonathan Taylor left camp. Yeah. That's that's a problem. It's a problem for the Colts. If he's willing to walk away. Problem for, for him, year, too. It is for him, too, for sure. You know, I, he needs a new agent, man. He, he he's knows some people up there. Um, Pat McAfee has reported it, so I'm not, I'm not uh, speaking out of turn here. All indications from everybody I know that's been in that organization. I don't. I should say this. I know somebody was in the organization up until this last deal. Um, one of the best guys in the locker room, and then sometime in the offseason just went cancerous. So it, it's a weird deal. It's just sad. The guy's a top five running back in the NFL, man. Easy, easy top five. Easy top five running back in the NFL to leave camp. And I know they're saying, oh, to rehab his ankle, bullshit. There, there's more to it. Um, I just, I hate it. I hate it for the kid. I hate it for the organization because he's a pleasure to watch. But that's going to be newsworthy. Something's going to come out of that. Something's going to end up coming out of that. You don't just leave camp and then show up and be the Mr. Team guy and go and go knock it out. That's that's a, There's a lot there. So that's going to end up being a big problem for them in the long run. Um, Kareem Hunt, you know, he's he's now up there visiting. They're they're saying, okay, fine, we'll just replace you. Yeah. So they're going trying to get Kareem Hunt. He left the Saints to go up there because he had more money. All right. Had to had to throw this out there. This is killing me on social media. I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff. Never fails. Everybody likes to pick on our guy Dak Prescott. Every time Dak throws an interception in, in practice, everybody's like, Oh, he sucks. <clears throat> this guy's terrible. He's throwing incomplete passes, overthrowing guys. You see the Baker Mayfield hate, he, they get him. So, Dak Prescott's throwing picks in seven-on-seven. Seven. All right, look, guys, it's seven-on-seven. Seven. All right, practice is not, is not game-like sometimes. And that's what we're going – this is what this is going to refer to, right? What? So, before fans go and make all these hot takes and jumping out there calling people great and pre- people suck, like there was a Calvin Ridley. Now, I love Calvin. Recruited him, love him. How fast he was compared to this other guy – well, the one guy was jogging through the drill and he was running full speed. There's two. I mean, yeah, he's going to look faster. Practice is not the same thing as a game. So Dak Prescott, people are killing him about throwing picks in seven on seven. Look, seven on seven sucks for the offense. Because guess what the defense knows you're doing? 
throwing the ball. They know you're throwing it. And they probably have gone against those patterns thousands of times. <laughs> yes. Okay. They, they know the reads. They know the calls because you don't even hold. Like you get tired. You don't do hulling up. You stop signaling. You're like, hey, hey, smash dagger, smash dagger. Let's go. Well, they know what smash is. It's, it's a hitch in a corner or flag. You can call it flag, seven, China, whatever you call it. Everybody knows what. If you say flat curl, everybody, every football person knows what that means. They know what you're running. Yeah. And so it never failed. Like I used to make Dave Womit used to get so pissed at me. We we're in, in Arkansas State. He'd get so pissed at me because I'd run seven on seven. And so linebackers would be in there. Well, they'd snap the ball. The linebackers are dropping like 18 yards deep. Well, they're not doing that in a game. They're reading run everything else. They're in there like eight yards, you know. They're just hauling ass like extra safeties on the deal. And I get pissed off. We're trying to work. And we're there, you know, the Mike backers dropping underneath a 15-yard dig and stuff like that used to piss me off. So I would hand the ball off during seven-on-seven seven when I got tired of it. <laughs> I'd just, and, you know, Hugh would get pissed, and he'd rip my ass in the way Hugh likes to rip my ass. But Hugh would get mad at me. Because Dave would yell at me, and Dave was an old vet, and I was a young buck, you know. So Dave has – and I love Dave. Dave's one of the nicest people in the world. That was mean of you to do that to him. Well, I'm just going to tell you. I'm, I'm, dropping I'm disappointed yards. in you. Yeah. And so we handed the ball off, and he'd, he'd yell at me, and I'd keep doing it. And then he'd, then he would, then he'd yell at Hugh to – yell at Hugh to yell at me. And then, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, so we would do that. All right, but Hugh did. Who did that without cursing? Of course, he he Hugh never cursed at me. So Hugh Hugh would tell me that uh, cursing. What did he say? He had a thing. Every time I cussed, he looked really like made you feel bad. Like he'd make you feel like disappointed in you. Know? Yeah. He'd give you the. He wouldn't be mad at you. He was just disappointed in you, kind of deal, uh-huh. which is worse. <laughs> I'd rather you just yell at me. Yeah. And he go and he had this saying. He said, uh, "Hugh said, do you know what cussing is?" And I said. No, what is it? He said. A key part of my vocabulary. I'm going to remember this. He'll be proud of me because it stuck with me. He says, it's the attempt of a feeble mind to express itself. That's what he would say. So that stuck with me. I think that's what his dad told him. But he always tells us what he would tell me. So it stuck with me. So it worked. I mean, I see the point. I get disappointed in myself when I do it a lot. Didn't fucking work. But it's. (laughs) I guess I have a feeble mind. But I tried. I mean, you walked into that one. <laughs> I walked into that one. I couldn't one. even hit it before you hit it yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. You hung that curveball yeah. and you ran to the plate to hit it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a soft toss. All right. But then there was this, uh, like, Tyreek Hill. Okay? There was a big there was a big uh, one-on-one rep where he's killing this guy from the Falcons, right? Tyreek Hill, fast. He doesn't need help. Okay? He's good. Right. He runs like a 20-yard go route, hits the comeback, comes down the stem on the comeback, and then runs a dig. Everybody's like, ooh, look at him breaking that guy's ankle. Well, that's great, okay? But our good friend, too, is back here in concussion protocol because you can't hold on to the ball that long. You can't. You can't hold on the right. ball. It's it's one of the reasons not to get in. It's funny how we had these conversations. How do I do this without talking about other people? Because I don't want to talk about I will. Who you may talk about? No, about? Not, I don't. I don't do like play-by-play at practices when it's available for a number of reasons. Play-by-play. Well. Are you talking about when they go such-and-such call a ball in 7-on-7 for a big gainer over the middle? Well, I mean, I might point that out. Like, (laughs) hey, somebody had a good day. There was There was a good throw. But what I don't do is like, okay, well, he was 12 for 16 or whatever. Yeah, you can't do that. Because so, so often in 
seven on seven skeleton stuff. The play would have died 14 times <laughs> minimum, but they just go ahead and finish it. Yeah. So that they can, you gotta get reps, get a throw, get yeah, a get rep, get a, get a rep, catch a ball, run a route. Maybe there's a chance that at some point in the season, a play is going to get extended 13 seconds, right? right? It's going to happen once all year. But for the most part, when the quarterback on the skeleton thing looks at his first target covered, second target covered, third target covered, fourth target covered, he's either running or he got sacked. Yes. He very rarely is going to make it to his ninth progression. That's just a rule. Of, of, that would be a lot of dudes. You know, hey, I'm look, I'm look back for number one. Oh, he's not there. Two, nope, nope, three, nope, four, nope. Oh, back to number one, third progression. Oh, there you are. <laughs> that doesn't happen. And so when that happens in practice, and someone's like, he hit a 38-yard pass. And I'm like, well, yeah, after he was sacked 11 times. I mean, it just doesn't work. I just, I don't. I guess you, if you watch enough practice, you understand that, that they're trying to simulate games and get reps, but that not all of practice simulates games. 100%. Because that's not possible. So you have that. Tyreek Hill runs in there. He, you know, two is breathing out of his ear hole by the time that, that ball gets released. And then yesterday, I think it was yesterday, there was a video. You probably saw this because it was everywhere on social media. How fast Jameer Gibbs is because he ran a wheel route on a linebacker and he outran the guy. All right, guys, this was one-on-ones, running backs versus linebackers. Jameer Gibbs released basically what would be the A-gap or B-gap, runs right at the linebacker, then breaks out, and then breaks up the sideline. If anyone listening can show me a clip in a real football game where a running back can release through the A or B-gap, run, run at the linebacker, then run the out route, and then run up the sideline in time for the quarterback <laughs> to, th to throw the ball, because the running back's not getting clean. He's not even coming through there. It's so unrealistic. So basically what Jameer Gibbs did, which is what a lot of running backs trying to make a team will do, all right, is they're going they will do stuff like that to make themselves look good so they can make a team. Sure. Jameer Gibbs, you're gonna make the team, you're good. But like that's so unrealistic. That play is that is it doesn't even happen in football. So that stuff uh drives me nuts. All right. Um let's move on before, uh to college and we'll do some picks here in, in a minute. We'll close it out. Did you see the uh, NCAA waivers get held up? North Carolina receiver. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, not that specifically, but we talked about it a little bit today. It, it it certainly looks like the NCAA and its infinite wisdom. Um, and maybe this is a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. It, it certainly appears that the people that are that were hoping to get a a second transfer without penalty, even if. Unless they had things really documented, they're just not going to get it. So, which is kind of what we've suspected for a while. Here's uh, they made the, the rules are simple. This isn't rocket science. You can't transfer more than one time. This is basically the rules they said can't transfer more than one time. And if you want a waiver, you got you got windows. Okay, so you got to transfer inside the window. If you transfer outside the window, you're in this protocol. You're not going to get passed. That's what they said. If you transfer twice, we're not we're not approving it. And the last thing, if you have mental issues, mental health issues, you have to have before you go in the portal. Before it's it's very clear. It's like a three sentence freaking deal. This isn't rocket science. This isn't stereo instructions. It's there. Before, and it's freaking bolded and all caps, 
before you go in the portal, you have to have previous documentation of seeking mental health help. Did they put that on YouTube? Because that's the only way the kids are going to know. It's unbelievable, isn't did they, it? Did they put well, it's it not on the kids? Did, the kids are. But did they put it on YouTube or Instagram? No, no, they need YouTube. Need YouTube because when they're looking for when kids look for directions to how to do something, they go to YouTube. They don't read the directions. <laughs> they go to YouTube. Ask uh, me how I know. Uh, yeah, right. So then we get Pete Thamel tweets out yesterday. I can't believe the NCAA can't believe you would do this to a kid. What the fuck you mean? What you could do to a kid? It's in the freaking rules. Like they just set this. This isn't a fifty-year-old rule. He's like, I can't believe that they would not. They wouldn't. You got to know, like, don't, I can't stand. I'm sure he's a great guy. Don't know the guy. Never met him. Who? Pete Thamel. I, I don't know. him. Okay. Never met him. I cannot stand. I'm having a, and it's, there's a bunch of them out there. I cannot stand for these people using their platform to try to manipulate a pop opinion on whatever agenda that they have. That's stupid. And you're a sports writer. Write about sports. Write about sports. Right about the guy not getting a waiver. Don't give your opinion that it should be like this and getting a freaking woke triple mask, riding myself by the car. Meet people on the free, you know, on your side so you can get the rules. The rules are the rules. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> it pisses me off. And look, I've gone rain heavy today, and we're in this thing because we started a little early. We're right at forty-five minutes. This shit works. <laughs> Love you, Bob. Y'all, if y'all want to get crunk, try you some rain. All right. But that just pisses me off. I hate that. The rules are the rules. If you don't, if you want a waiver, follow the freaking rules. If you don't want a waiver, break the rules. CC says uh, YouTube is aging out. It says TikTok is taking its place. That's a reminder. If, if you're on t- TikTok, please have your friends uh, steal their phone. Follow us. Yeah, steal their phone. McCready and Siski podcast. And McCready and Siski, and just just hit that hit that follow button. Yeah. Try try we total transparency. <laughs> We're trying to get the 10,000. We're getting close. We're getting, and we're, my man Cole is we're tearing past it halfway. up. A man Cole's tearing it halfway up. I don't know what he's done, but he's figured out how to get in the algorithm, except for the video he did the other day. <laughs> he took it. I called and told him about it. It was a little too patriotic. Can we talk about it here? No. All right. So we did the, he does a tick. It's a very well done clip, by the way. I thought the clip was funny. It made me laugh. It was the DeMarcus Ware thing. Oh, yeah. It was and good. He put a Stephen A. Smith at the end of it when you yeah. said, you were, ta- you know, said Stanford and Cal. Nobody listened there. <laughs> and so um, it gets on TikTok. And the worst videos we have, the worst videos we have on TikTok will get 1,000 views and 20 or 30 likes, right? And we have some, like the one we did about the uh, 20s or whatever teams. I mean, that's already at like 70,000 or whatever it is. A lot of interaction. Videos, they, they pop. That one had like two likes, and hell, I was one of them. So it had the word national anthem in the title slide. That thing got shadow banned so well, fast. You know what? We're not getting anything today. Look at your shirt. Forget it. We're done. Just clip this part right here, Cole. <laughs> just clip it. Just clip it. Just just blur out the United States flag. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of the clip on DeMarcus Ware. So I was talking to a buddy of mine that saw the clip. He may or may not be a head football coach at FBS. Yeah. He said, he told me a funny story about the DeMarcus Ware thing on on uh, Friday. You can't clip this cold because it'll get shadow banned, so don't worry about it. Uh, so the only people are going to see it are one listeners now. But he said, he said, you know, when you put, like, where DeMarcus's friends at? There was a guy that works for him that was roommates with DeMarcus Ware. And he left work on Thursday and flew up and was with him all weekend. 
And he said, while DeMarcus was singing the, uh, while DeMarcus was actually physically singing the national anthem, he got a text that says, can you believe this shit? This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't the only one. It was great. All right. That's good. That's good stuff. All right. Um, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, uh, DeSoto County, those areas, get in touch with the people at Southern. 662-429-4429. All right, let's talk. Let's, uh, let's do the NFC uh, West and AFC West predictions, right. and then we'll, right. we'll skip over the Pac-4 stuff and then because of time. And then we'll get us, get us out of here. Okay. okay. All right. So this will, this will complete our NF, NFL uh, preseason look ahead questions and concerns. Let's start this bad boy off in the National Football Conference, NFC West. We'll start with Neil's favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. They suck. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a good. That is a good breakdown you got there. Brevity. <laughs> I mean, Brevity. Ky- Kyler. They weren't good with Kyler Murray, and there's no chance that he's going to be. There's a chance he won't be back and healthy for a while. Um, they're just not good. They have. I mean, uh, they're 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 good, but they're not good by NFL standards. I got. Con- I touched on this briefly, and I was waiting till we get here. I got concerns about this Kyler Murray thing, man. This ACL waiting so long, taking so long to get back. And here's the problem: if he is if he is that dinged up, Neil, that he can't be ready to go by the first game, that tells you that he's having mobility issues. Okay, Kyler Murray has to be mobile yes. to be effective. Yes, one hundred percent. If he can't run, he cannot play. Right. Because and so let me, let me that, that's his game. Let me give some football background for our fans to make sure they understand this. When you got a shorter quarterback that has to be mobile, he has to be able to move around to find throwing lanes. He can't just stand in the pocket like a statue and throw it over six five, six six, six seven offensive linemen. He has to be able to move around and find throwing lanes so he, the ball doesn't get batted down every five seconds. You know that's a big problem with him. Like to begin with, if you watch his balls, most of the balls that he has batted down. It's like quick three-step stuff that he's throwing, you know, stuff back across the middle of the field. He has to be an outside, you know, outside guy or be on the move to hit the guys on the inside. He very rarely makes plays short in intermediate routes uh, over the middle because of viewing. He has to be able to move. And if he can't move, that's a problem because he's not back for what they're saying, week five, week six. Yeah. Like, it's a long year. And so now we're riding with Colt McCoy. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got D Hop. He's gone. And so, who are you? What's who are we rolling with here? Tanking for Caleb. Oh, they don't have they don't have their pick, do they? Ooh, I don't know about. Do that. they have their pick? I don't know. Okay. I have to check. Um, but I just. I think they're in trouble. Um, now, I will say this. I do like the coach that they just got. I think they're going to be – I think the organization is going to be better ran. Yeah. And maybe they they use this year to set the culture and try to and try to build after this year. I don't know. Maybe so. They got to let this go. All right, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, look, they, they, were, they were good last year. It was one of the cool stories, Geno Smith replacing Russell Wilson, and everybody made all the Geno jokes before the season, and then Geno Smith played really well. He did, didn't uh, he? He did. He played really well. Got him a contract. Um, you know, obviously, DK Metcalf's there, and they've got weapons, and, and, and you know. My, my the sus- ageless wonder, Tyler Lockett? My suspicion is that Seattle has sort of worked its way into sort of no man's land where you're not bad enough to get the high pick and you're not good enough to truly be a contender. Well, you thought last year was the year that you remember preseason. We're like, Oh, they're done. You know, and they were, they're, they're tanking for, yeah, they, were, they, they, they played were, a lot better than I gave them credit for. They were a very middle of the road team. I, I sort of suspect they'll be there again. Maybe a, maybe a tick up because I think the Rams could be a tick down. I agree. I think they're going to finish second in this I, division. I do too. The Seahawks. I do too. Um, I think the Rams are third. I think the Rams are third, and the, we're a hundred. We're going to be a hundred percent in agreement with this one. Um, I, I like Pete Carroll. I think he's got it figured out. Um, he is. You know, we talk about college coaches never work in the NFL. He he has worked it. He went from not a good not a good NFL coach. He got fired. Gets the USC job. Obviously had the run of runs there, and then goes back and has it figured out. You know, so yeah. I, I think uh, I I like Pete Carroll. Um, obviously love DK, but they got, I think they got a chance to, uh, make some noise. Um, they're just in the 49ers, I think are an elite team. I do too. Um, I I don't think the 49ers get enough credit for how good of a team they were last year. Even with some of their quarterback chaos, Coach, they had like water boys playing quarterback and still made it as far as they made it. And had they not lost their quarterback, uh, Purdy in the first quarter of the NFC championship game. Who knows that game was more competitive than people give it credit for being. Well, I'm, I'm saying they would have won it since I had, I had bet on them. Um, while we're on the 49ers, I think they got the complete package. Um, defensively they, to me, Shanahan is probably my favorite coordinator in the NFL to watch because he is, has the pro style mentality, but he does so many things with Kittle and, and Debo like and they got you know I call him Easy E McCaffrey. I like that was Ed McCaffrey when he was a player. When the Broncos, we called him Easy E. So little Easy E out there playing tailback. Love him or halfback, tailback, running back, whatever you call him these days. Um, but I'm taking the 49ers. I'm making this announcement. Okay. On August the ninth. Okay. In the year of the Lord, 2023. The San Francisco 49ers will be – oh, we're getting a – the San Francisco in the year of our Lord, 2023, the San Francisco 49ers will be the Super Bowl champions. Oh, wow. 
I said it. Picking champions. Picking champions. I think they run rough shot through the NFC. They're too good. I don't care. Like they can't get snake bit at quarterback like they did last year. Um, I like them. I'm taking them to win. Win it all. 49ers. Okay. Another, you might give you another hot take. Sure. No, I'm not putting it on the board, but let me give you another hot take. Sure. Because we kind of blew blew over the Rams a little bit. Rams sold their soul for a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Stetson Bennett ends the season as a starting quarterback. Oh, I buy that completely. Stetson Bennett will end the season as a starting quarterback for the Rams. Yeah, I buy that. That's my, okay. that's my uh-huh. hot take there. Okay. All right, AFC West. This is a it's an interesting division. Inter- interesting division. Um, look, I, I, you, are we doing this in order? Or what, no, I just wrote doing? them down. They're in random order. Um, look, I, I don't think you can dismiss the Kansas City Chiefs. They 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 just won a Super Bowl. They shouldn't have been in the game, but they did win the Super Bowl. They're always going to be in the conversation as long as Patrick Mahomes yeah. is the quarterback. Mahomes is there. Andy Reid is there. They're, they're, they're a talented team. Kelsey, that's a very talented defense. They're a year, young, a year older, but there's still no reason to count them out. Um, I'm a Chargers guy. I, 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 I'm, I got a question for you about the Chargers. They should be better than they've been the last few years, and I don't know whether it's I'm one of these people who over – I watch Justin Herbert play. And he's one of those guys who will have a series, two series, where you're just like, man, this guy's amazing. This guy, he's just the whole package. He's everything. And then they don't win the game. I didn't hold it against them last year because it was actually a modern miracle that they went as deep as they did last year because they were freaking beat up. You remember last year, they were like mm-hmm. signing dudes on Tuesday to play the D-line on, on Sunday. Well, and Herbert played hurt all year. Yeah, and Herbert, what, I forgot what game that was. Remember when he got freaking rib shot like early, mm-hmm. in, early in the season? Yeah. And then he turned around and threw a freaking dime. Remember that throw? Was yeah. that against Cincinnati, Buffalo or somebody? He throws a ball that's like 40 yards on the line, won yeah, the game. Whatever. I can't remember. I mean, it, but he played in uh, agonizing yeah. pain most I mean, of the bruise, year. Bruised ribs probably or even fractured, but. Let me ask you a question. I asked this question this morning to our guys. Are the Chargers, is their window closing really quick? Because you got Austin Eckler is not going to be there. This is his last year. Well. All right. And you got Austin Eckler's gone. They're going to re, they're going to reset there. And who they have behind him is not Austin Eckler. All right. You got an aging defense, the good, aging receivers, but good. And you got this young, hot shot quarterback. Like the the years are off. You got a, a coach that's like that's on the hot seat, um, especially after losing the way they did in the playoffs last year. You're in a division with the Chiefs. Is your window closing? Well, the NFL's without des- restarting. The NFL's designed to never completely close the window. But yeah, I see your point. I mean, there's Super yeah. Bowl contending window. Like C.C. Simon says, Keenan Allen is old too. Like they have older players that are good. But their their elite players are either leaving or getting older, like quick. So here's the rest of the question before you can can because the NFL with the four team divisions, it's again it's designed for windows to stay open, right? Yes. You know the Chiefs are who they are. They always will be as long as Patrick Mahomes. Is a but I don't know what the Raiders are. I don't know what the Broncos are. <laughs> I don't are. think the Raiders know what they are. I mean, look, Sean Payton's an excellent coach. I covered him when he was in New Orleans. Ball but, coach. but but I don't know what he does with Russell Wilson. That's not that that's not necessarily Drew Brees there. That's, well, if he can't do anything with Russell Wilson, it's a Russell Wilson problem. Well, that's, <laughs> that's my point. 
It's not a it's not a Sean Payton problem. You know, and the Raiders were kind of tumultuous, and they, and and even when they were playing well last year, they were a sub five hundred team. So, how do you like him with Jimmy G at quarterback? You got Devontae Adams. I like Garoppolo. You got Jimmy G. Is it better than what you had Derek Carr, Devontae Adams? Maybe a little. I'm kind of I'm kinda, I'm curious to see the but difference. Is, is Jimmy Garoppolo that much better than Derek Carr? That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Because Jimmy G, look at the offenses he's been in. I mean, he's at San Francisco. I mean, if can you hand the ball off and throw a play action dig, you're 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 golden. Yeah. And I love Brock Purdy. He's perfect fit. I don't know how many offenses Brock Purdy could play in besides San Francisco. That's the reason why they went that far. Well, yeah, because that lack that's, of depth. That's one of the handful, very small handful of NFL teams where you can look at a at a at a quarterback and go, hey. They're not dependent on him to win. Channel your inner Trent Dilfer here and yeah. just don't throw it away. Correct. It's not like, hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, we we need a couple of drives. Do you know how good Kirk Cousins would be at San Francisco? Oh, he'd have a Super Bowl probably. Yeah, they'd probably be winning every year. Like guys like that, that's what that's what wins there. But I'm with you on the Broncos. Uh, Raiders I'm interested in. I think they – my interest in the Raiders is to see – they really haven't changed pieces a whole lot minus the quarterback spot. I want to see how that works. McDaniel's second year, let's see that. Chiefs for the Chiefs, they'll win it, and then Chargers like we talked about. So we'll do this next week probably. We'll, we'll co- start committing to some picks. But your opinion, you, you so you've got the Niners winning it. Who, do you, the, ha- who do you have the Niners beating? In the, like the NFC championship game? No. In the Super oh, Bowl. Super Bowl? The, I haven't the, decided yet. I got I got I mean, shit, you can roll a dice and probably pick four teams. It'll be one of four. I mean, it's either going to be the Chiefs, the Bills. It'll be Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, or uh, Jets will be one of the other four. See, I think it's – I think it's Chiefs, Bengals, one or the other. I think you Chief, can narrow it down a little further. I think, think I think Chiefs, Bengals has. Fat, I think they'll play in their third straight AFC title game. Well, the only thing is, you, the way they match up with a freaking goofy playoff side, uh, it would injuries and all that stuff. But I would narrow it down to those four on that side. I think you can. But I, I'm I'm going all. I don't know if anybody can play with the 49ers this year. They have okay. a healthy quarterback. Okay, I think they run a rough shot. All right, all right. Let's finish up here, Neil. Yep. Punishments. Okay. All right. Got three really good punishments today. Want to thank everybody. We got a bunch of responses. On, three, in your opinion, in my opinion, that I think you would right. like. I xed out some because you would never do them. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. So I'm interested to see the 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 fans' reaction to this. I'm interested to see your in, interaction to this. Okay. Okay. At here's number one. At the end of the season, whenever the the picks are over with, we're done. The loser between you and I, the loser has to grow his hair out for six months. Nope. What? No. You wouldn't do that? Would not. No haircut for six months? No way. You wouldn't do that? Absolutely not. I'd do it. Okay. You I wouldn't would, do it? Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to. <laughs> well, that's the point. No. Six months? I'd have the Bozo the Clown thing going. No, no, no. Where no. would your hair grow? Where would it not grow? It'd grow everywhere except could... the horseshoe. So you're here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Not doing I'd it? I'd be miserable. No, I don't want to be. It's not worth being miserable for okay. six months. All right. I shave my head every other day. Every other day? Yeah. Okay. Do you, have, do you like shave it or do you have one of those? No, I have a razor that I shave. Okay. I use a, the same razor I use on my face. I got one of those electric deals you go over and pretty good. All right. This one came from I can't remember if this was from TikTok or Instagram. Think TikTok. The whole let's let's let me let me eliminate anything <laughs> anything that's going to have like long lasting torture. No. 
Okay. All right, here we go. These two do not have long, the last okay. two do not have long lasting torture. All right. This came from Instagram or TikTok. It's kind of in the uh, Santa Claus lemonade stand is to dress up as a mime. What is that? Like, you know, the guys that no oh. talking mimes. Okay. And mime in public for like two or three hours <laughs> and then collect tips. And then we'll get the tips to charity. I mean, I would consider that. Okay. I thought that was funny. But here's my favorite. Okay. This is my favorite. And I'm hoping that you like this one. I think we could get this done. Okay. This would be content gold. Okay. Okay. Just think about the show here. Okay. Okay. Think about the show. Take your personal feelings out of this and take, think about the show. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. Our good, we can call our good friends at the Oxford police department. Oh God. Who listen. And then the loser has to dress up in one of those marshmallow outfits and let the canine dog chase you down and knock in and attack you. That would be content gold. Think about the show, Neil. You're not going to get hurt. It's just the dog's going to chase you How do you, you know down. you're not going to get hurt? Well, you're wearing a, you, you'll sign a waiver. It'll be fine. Yes, yeah, sign the waiver. The waiver says, hey, in the event that the dog hurts you, you can't sue us. In the event that the dog rips your throat of you. out. They'll, they'll take him off of you quick. You got a suit on. You haven't seen What that? if he attacks your face? Well, you got a mask on. I'd do it. Think about the show, Neil. I don't know, man. How awesome would that be? Not very. That's what you got to do. You got to look. You put, on the, you put on the suit, the big marshmallow suit. Yeah. You just start. I can see it right now. You start running across the field. I just can think of And a freaking stuff. German Shepherd just, ha-ga-ga. No. I don't, I, uh-uh. That would be gold. No. How funny would that be? I, not very funny. Why? I would, I would not laugh as the German Shepherd attacked me. I would not think it was funny. <laughs> it you would think it was it funny. It wouldn't last very long. I would not think See, look, it was funny. Look, he said it's safe. No offense to Jason Kreider. I'm sure he's a great guy, and I'm sure his mother's a wonderful person, but I don't know him well enough to go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, Jason said it's good. A hey, Trooper Mitchell that, that took care of us up here, he would, he would, uh, he's got a canine, and he's a stud. Got drove that took care of us. Yeah. He, he, he runs, he works around Pontotoc. He's got. He has a canine. I don't doubt that he does. I don't doubt that the stud that he's a stud and that the the dog is a stud. Have you what? ever heard of one of those people getting hurt? Is in the marshmallow suit? I've never done any digging into the marshmallow suits. That would be gold. I don't know, man. That would be gold. Uh, what is this? Also, with the super chat, do that and watch Tyler be the one that loses. I'll do it. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I. I that's what I'm saying. I'm what would your hair lose. look like in six months? Like it did before I got before I started shaving it, like normal. I'm just a little thin at the top, but it would look like normal. Yeah, no, mine would mine would actually grow pretty long on the side. I just got tired. The only reason I shaved my head the, from the first time was during the pandemic. I had to my hair grows fast, so I had to go get haircuts. Well, I couldn't go get a haircut, so I was like, "Hey, let's just shave it. See what happens." So, um, Jason said it's all over YouTube. People do it. It's great. Just telling you. I guarantee you the Oxford Police Department would be would be all in. Oh, I'm sure they would. They take care of us. They're not going to get hurt. They're there to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. I believe you. I know. I, mean, I have, unless, unless I have nothing but respect for the Oxford Police. Unless you've pissed off the mayor, then the mayor may say, let that dog go a little bit longer. Well, that might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are plenty of, plenty of people in Oxford that don't like me. I mean, I, I got to be careful with 
they, all jokes aside now, they, I've got my enemies, even though I've not, not done anything to them. But you got that's better. You would do that before you did the Waffle House thing, though, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not no eating. The Waffle House thing's stupid. That's, so we got, the Waffle House thing is dumb. It just is. It, it, if you know me, you know I'm not going to. I would just be sitting there for 24 hours. Well, just look. All right, so if you did the Waffle House thing, that's 24 hours of mental torture. Okay? Yeah. I'd have to, like, come check on you. Oh, I'd be fine. I'd, I'd, to, I'd be fine. I'd no, just take I'd a couple to, of books in there and read. No, I'd have to come check on you. I'd have to. I'd have to get you some help. Drive you probably to help after twenty four hours of trying to eat waffles. No, I would be, have to take care. I'd of be you. fine. Would, you 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 misunderstand what would happen to me in twenty four hours. <laughs> twenty four hours in a waffle house. You knock off one hour for every waffle you eat. All right. I'd probably. So I'd be there for twenty three hours. <laughs> so I, I'd get there at eight in the morning and I'd leave the next morning at seven. But look, the the canine would be over in like thirty. You seconds. You think they'd let me sleep on a bench at Waffle House? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. They would get pissed off. They'd probably get pissed. Yeah. That's part of the problem with the Waffle House thing is that people wouldn't be in on it. And yeah, so they, they would get pissed off at you because you'd be just sitting there eating up their tips and stuff. Look, well, the canine thing, it'll be over in like 30 seconds. Yeah, it might be not be all that's over. You'll be good, dude. You'll be we'll, solid. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll got to let the fans vote on it. Do you, would you approve that as being one thing the fans vote on? I would consider thinking about it. So for I can a circle while. that one. You, no. As being one of possible yes. the things. But just I just think it's kind of dumb. But is the hair thing in or out? Out, one hundred percent. Not doing it. Would Laura be pissed at you? It just wouldn't be a good thing. All right. I thought that shit was funny. Just so you know, thought that would be hilarious, and it could be a six month long. It would watch your hair grow. No, it'd be really bad. It'd be like tuning in and watching a live chia pet. No, it, it would be it'd be really bad. No, I'm not doing like that. a time lapse of chia pet time no, lapse. Not doing that. Not doing that. Nope. Not doing that. Out. What will you do? I don't know, but I'm not doing that. Right, what about, That's out. What about what about like the hot wing challenge? Do you do hot food? Uh, I, I would be. I would. I would be. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it gets like you yeah. have to eat six wings of like the hot, hottest wings ever. Yeah. See, I, I get concerned about that because what if you like jacks you up on the insides? Well, probably would. I mean, like like legit jacks you up. We'll we'll talk about it. I all got right. I got things that, that, that we'll we'll come up with something. But <laughs> all of this, like, you're shook. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the hair thing for six months. That's six months of something. I mean, I know I'm going to lose. Why the hell would I do that? See, when this came up to me, we we talked about some things this morning. Mm-hmm. When this came up, I say, see, this is where y'all are messed up. I will do just about anything that doesn't require heights, okay, or eating something like like. Rock uh freaking cow balls or something, right? Uh, yeah. I'm good. Right. I said, but Neil, Neil is going through this automatically, assuming it's him that has to do this. Well, and I so know I'm going to lose. I so, don't think of it as. Right. I don't think of it as. You you're thinking, hey, what would be funny for about Neil losing? And I get it. <laughs> I mean, I'd have much different if I if I thought, hey, you know, Tyler's going to lose this. Let the dog attack him. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> I'm approaching this as I know I'm going to lose. What? What? How unhappy would I be in April with my hair still growing? And the answer is beyond unhappy. When was the last time you let your hair grow? When was the last? How long has it been shaved? Ten years. It's been a while. I mean, well, I mean, like <coughs> shaved, shaved, or just like, like yeah. ten years, but shaved down to like you have yours. Yeah, fifteen years. I don't remember you before hair. I mean, with with hair. Yeah. Coach a little league team full season in full baseball uniform. Dude, let me tell you. <laughs> all right. So 
We got. Have we got, I told? We got to wrap. By the all right, way, we got to go. We got to go. So finish your sentence. We had a uh, this summer. We coached against a team that the coach was in full gear, and it was the hottest day. Remember, when I was telling you about the team <laughs> fell out like that. I've never seen it before in my life. Like a pitcher fell out in like two. Minutes. I'm like, dude, you're pitching. Didn't even hit. The coach was in full giddy up, full giddy up. First time I'd ever seen it. Was in full giddy up. And so, in between innings, instead of coaching the players, I just found myself, <laughs> me and my man Ronnie, found, our, found ourselves just cracking jokes on my guy over there wearing full yeah, giddy up. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got, man. All right. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it there. Uh, brought to you by Rain Told Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back with you on Monday. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care.